Lily and the Lion by the Brothers Grimm. A merchant who had three daughters was once setting out upon a journey. Now, my daughters, I shall be gone for quite some time. What gift might I bring back for each of you? What does your heart desire most? Oh, father, bring me pearls, the eldest daughter said. Oh, father, bring me jewels, said the second daughter. But the third daughter, who was called Lily, said, Dear father, bring me a rose. Now it was no easy task to find a rose, for it was the middle of winter. Yet as she was his dearest daughter, I know you have a fondness for flowers. I will try and do what I can. He kissed all three and set out on his journey. Goodbye! 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 When the time came for him to go home, he went to the market to buy gifts for his daughters. <laughs> How may I help you, sir? Hmm, this strand of pearls will be perfect for my eldest daughter, and these exotic jewels will make my second daughter very happy. Do you have a rose for my youngest daughter? <laughs> in this season? Do you think roses grow in snow? <laughs> With a heavy heart, the father began his journey home. As he was thinking about what he could possibly bring back for his daughter Lily, he came to a fine castle. Around the castle was an enchanted garden, for in one half, it was summertime, and in the other half, winter. On one side, everything looked dreary and buried in snow, but on the other side, the finest flowers were in full bloom, and he spied a rosebush. Ah, oh, a lucky hit. The father knelt down and picked one of the finest roses. Suddenly, a fierce lion came out from behind a flower bush. Whoever has stolen my roses shall be eaten up alive. I knew not that the garden belonged to you. Can nothing save my life? No, nothing. Unless you undertake to give me whatever meets you on your return home. If you agree to this, I will give you your life and the rose too for your daughter. It may be my youngest daughter who runs out to meet me, for she loves me most. Surely I cannot, unless it may perhaps be only a cat or a dog. At last the father yielded. I will take the rose, and <sighs> I will give you whatever should meet me first on my return. And he set off for home. As he came near... <gasps> father! It was Lily, his youngest and dearest daughter, that ran out to meet him. She embraced him. Welcome home. Oh, a rose. But her father was very sorrowful. <gasps> oh, alas, my dearest child. What is the matter, father? I have bought this rose at a high price, for I have said I would give you to a wild lion, and when he has you... He will tear you to pieces and eat you. Upon hearing all that had happened, 
Lily comforted her father. Dear father, the word you have given must be kept. I will go to the lion and soothe him. Perhaps he will let me come safe home again. The next morning she asked the way she was to go, and took leave of her father, and went forth with a bold heart into the wood. But the lion was an enchanted prince. By day he and all his court were lions, but in the evening they took their right forms again. And when Lily came to the castle, he welcomed her so courteously that she agreed to marry him. The wedding feast was held, and they lived happily together for a long time. One day, the Lion Prince came to Lily. My dearest Lily, tomorrow there will be a great feast in your father's house, for your eldest sister is to be married. And if you wish to go and visit her, my lion shall lead you thither. Oh, yes! How I would love to be reunited with my father and my sisters once more! She set out with the lions and soon arrived home. Lily! We are overjoyed to see you! We thought you long dead! You need not fear. All is well and I am content. She stayed till the feast was over and then went back to the wood. Her second sister was soon after to be married, and when Lily asked to go to the wedding, she said to the prince, I will not go alone this time. You must go with me. You know I cannot. If the least ray of the torchlight should fall upon me, my enchantment will become still worse. I will be changed into a dove and be forced to wander about the earth for seven long years. Please, my prince, I will take the greatest care that no light should fall upon you. I will choose a large hall with thick walls for you to sit in while the wedding torches are lighted. Please. So at last they set out together. The wedding was held with great pomp, but unluckily, no one saw that there was a crack in the door of the hall that Lily had chosen. As the wedding train came from the church and passed with torches before the hall, a small ray of light fell upon the prince. In a moment he disappeared, and when his wife Lily came in and looked for him, she found only a white dove. It said, Seven years must I fly up and down over the face of the earth. But every now and then, I will let fall a white feather that will show you the way I am going. Follow it, and at last you may overtake me and set me free. This said, the dove flew out the door and poor Lily followed, and every now and then a white feather fell to show her the way she was to journey. Thus she went, roving on through the wide world, and looked neither to the right, nor the left, nor took any rest for seven years. Then she began to be glad, and thought to herself, The time is fast coming when all my troubles may end. Yet repose was still far off, For one day as she was traveling on, no white feather fell. And when she lifted up her eyes, she could nowhere see the white dove. No aid of man can be of use to me now. I'll go to the sun. Sun, thou shinest everywhere, on the hill's top and the valley's depth. Hast thou anywhere seen my white dove? No, I have not seen it. 
But I will give thee a casket. Open it when the hour of need comes. Thank you. I will journey on till eventide. And so she did. When the moon arose, she cried, Moon, thou shinest through the night, over field and grove. Hast thou nowhere seen my white dove? No, I cannot help thee, but I will give thee an egg. Break it when the hour of need comes. Thank you. And she went on till the night wind blew against her, and she raised up her voice to it and said, Night wind, thou blowest through every tree and under every leaf. Hast thou not seen my white dove? No, but I will ask three other winds. Perhaps they have seen it. Then the east wind and the west wind came, and they said they too had not seen it. But the south wind said, I have seen the white dove. He has fled to the Red Sea and is changed once more into a lion. For the seven years are passed away, and there he is fighting with a dragon. And the dragon is an enchanted princess who seeks to separate him from you. Then the night wind said, give you counsel. Go to the Red Sea. On the right shore stand many reeds. Count them, and when you come to the eleventh, break it off and smite the dragon with it. And so the lion will have the victory, and both of them will appear to you in their human forms. The lion as a prince, the dragon as a princess. Then look around and you will see a griffin sitting by the Red Sea. Jump on its back with your beloved prince as quickly as possible. And it will carry you over the waters to your home. I will also give you this nut. When you are halfway over, throw it down and from the waters will immediately spring up a high nut tree on which the griffin will be able to rest. If therefore you forget to throw down the nut, you will both fall into the sea. So our poor wanderer went forth and found all as the night wind had said, and she plucked the eleventh reed and smote the dragon. And the lion forthwith became a prince, and the dragon a princess again. But no sooner was the dragon princess released from the spell than she seized the lion prince by the arm and sprang onto the griffin's back and went off carrying the lion prince away with her. I have wandered so far only to be forsaken again. She sat down and cried <laughs> until at last she took courage. As far as the wind blows, and so long as the cock crows, I will journey on till I find him once again. She went on for a long, long way, until at last she came to the castle whither the dragon princess had carried the prince. There she heard that they were soon to be married, and a feast was being held to celebrate. Heaven aid me now. Lily took the casket that the sun had given her, and found that within it 
lay a dress as dazzling as the sun itself. So she put it on and went into the palace where all the people gazed upon her with astonishment. The dragon princess said, That dress pleaseth me so much, it could be my wedding dress. Would you sell it to me? Not for gold and silver, but for flesh and blood. What do you mean? Let me speak with the prince, your bridegroom, this night in his chamber, and I will give you the dress. I agree. But the dragon princess did not want to allow this, so she spoke to her chamberlain. Give the prince a sleeping potion that he might not see her or hear her when she visits him. As you wish, my lady. When evening came and the prince had fallen asleep, Lily was led into his chamber, and she sat herself down at his feet. I have followed you for seven years. I have been to the sun, the moon, and the night wind to seek you, and at last I have helped you to overcome the dragon. Will you then forget me quite? But the prince all the time slept so soundly you for seven years that her voice only passed over him and it seemed like the whistling of the wind among the fir trees when morning broke poor lily was led out again and brought before the dragon princess now you must give me the golden dress When Lily saw that there was no help for her, she went out into a meadow and sat herself down and wept. But as she sat, she bethought herself of the egg that the moon had given her. She broke it open, and out ran a mother hen and twelve little chicks of pure gold. They played about and then nestled under the hen's wings. It was the most beautiful thing to be seen in all the world. Then she rose up and drove them before her until the dragon princess saw them from her window and was so pleased that she came forth. Those little chickens pleaseth me so much. Would you sell them to me? Not for gold or silver, but for flesh and blood. Let me speak with the prince, your bridegroom, again this night in his chamber, and I will give you the whole brood. The dragon princess thought to herself, I will agree, but I will betray her as before. (laughs) But that night, as the prince went to bed, he sought out the chamberlain. Why did the wind murmur and whistle so last night? The chamberlain revealed everything. I was forced to give you a sleeping potion. And then a poor maiden came and spoke to you in your chamber. She will come again this night but I am to give you another sleeping potion. But the prince threw away the sleeping potion, and when evening came, Lily was again led into his chamber and sat herself down at his feet. Many woes have befallen me since we were parted, and I have always remained faithful and true to you. I have followed you for seven years. I have been to the sun, the moon, and the night wind to seek you, and at last I have helped you to overcome the dragon. Will you then forget me quite? When he heard her speak, 
He recognized his beloved wife's voice and sprang up. <gasps> you have awakened me as from a dream, for the dragon princess had thrown a spell around me so that I had altogether forgotten you. Heaven, Heaven hath sent you, you to me in a lucky hour. That night they stole out of the palace unawares and mounted the griffin, who flew back with them over the Red Sea. When they were halfway across, Lily let the nut that the night wind had given her fall into the water, and immediately a large nut tree arose from the sea, whereon the griffin rested for a while. Then they were carried home, and after all their troubles, they lived happily together to the end of their days. <laughs>